On today's episode of the Network for Women in Business podcast, you're going to hear from Georgia Rose Westcott, who's going to teach you about mindfulness for small business success. You're going to learn how to increase your productivity in sales, reduce your stress, and improve your quality of life. She's going to be dropping the knowledge in the pearls. Therefore, listen up. And let's hear from Miss Georgia Rose Westcott. I'm going to talk about mindfulness for small business. And for those of you, if you're looking for more tips on how to improve your quality of life, I also have a page called Zencuda. And the purpose of Zencuda is for us to live led by our soul, fully merged in our life, for business, for our families, for everything that we do. So when we... Um, work in our in our zones right we all think that we are multitasking and we're doing whoops a really great job but i'm going to show you tonight how multitasking is really costing you a lot in your life as far as money and relationships go so the first thing i want to tell you is that we all search for zen right we search for calm and peace and and that feeling of relaxation everywhere from candy bars and Haagen-Dazs ice cream to uh, you know movie Hallmark movies and whatever. But the only Zen you really find is the Zen that you bring with you everywhere you go. So hopefully tonight I can help you guys get more centered and help myself get more centered. Every time I do any kind of a seminar or um, a podcast, or my first podcast, or any kind of information, I always learn from everybody else. So I hope at the end, if you have questions, you'll all chime in. So... Remember that you have to be centered inside yourself and really bring that everywhere. And what I'm going to ask of everybody out there watching tonight or who's going to watch on the replay is try and focus on what we're really talking about tonight and what I'm really showing you the information I'm giving and try and stay focused on how you will take what you learn tonight forward into your life. Because I think a lot of times we seek knowledge and we seek, you know, YouTube videos and seminars and we listen to speakers but then we don't take the information with us and put it into action. And that's really the key to, you know, making some of this stuff really count in our lives. So how will you take what you learned tonight forward in your life? So what is mindfulness? Well, pretty easy, actually. Um, mindfulness is paying attention on purpose in the present. But it's doing it so that we can experience events moment by moment. So in other words, um, I'm going to give you an example. Like, have you ever been really busy and maybe even though we shouldn't, we're stopped at a light and we're looking at our phone or we're looking down at the radio or maybe, you know, you have a child in the back seat and you turn around and sure enough, the light changes and somebody starts honking at you. Mm-hmm. Well, our instant reaction is either annoyance, right? Sometimes we even maybe give them a not so nice gesture in the mirror, right? <laughs> um, or we can, you know, think inwardly and kind of berate ourselves and say, oh my God, I, I so, you know, not even thinking that I didn't realize the light changed. And what we do is we assign that simple thing of just someone tuning a horn at us, a big, long story. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can even stay with us and maybe, you know, we get to our destination and we're a little bit, you know, put off because someone's cut us off or someone was honking or whatever. So mindfulness means paying attention and being in the present so that we can experience things moment by moment, but we don't assign a story to them because that story is judgment. And as soon as we go into judgment about every event in our life, no matter how big or small it is, we start to get into stress and we stress ourselves. 
So paying attention in a particular way on purpose in the present and non-judgmentally, that's really what mindfulness is. Interesting, right? Mm-hmm. How many times a day do we really pass judgment on a moment? So studies show that people who meditate or practice mindfulness are healthy, happier, and more successful. You know, it sounds cliche, right? But where do you see how much happier and more successful they really are? Wow. The benefits of mindfulness will increase sales if you're in any kind of business where you have to sell. And I always think no matter what business we're in, we're selling something, even if we're selling our idea or any kind of creative thing that we have, right? Right. Improve client relationships because now you're going to connect deeper with them. You're actually going to have better mental health. You're going to reduce your anxiety and stress. And you're going to be able to perceive events objectively so that you know how sometimes at two o'clock in the morning, that conversation we had with our boss comes back to haunt us. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll be a little more objective about those things. And the best part, which is my personal favorite, is no burnout. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So how many times we come home and we're thinking, oh my God, I don't even have the strength to cook dinner. Like, how am I going to get up and do all this tomorrow, right? So you have what, what mindfulness shows that we can have a 63% decrease in depression, which is huge, 50% reduction in anxiety, 40% reduction in stress, and 25% decreased in rumination. Rumination is those repetitive thoughts. You know how we have something in our head and we just keep thinking it over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Your fatigue can be reduced by 26%, and 33% of us will have an improved sleep quality just from mindfulness. Harvard did a study, and it proved that meditation, even for as much as five or 10 minutes a day, can actually improve the cerebral cortexes in your brain. And only 30 minutes a day helps people not only recover from stress, but they improve their memory. Um, I know a lot of times when I'm on the fast track and I'm multitasking, I have a terrible time remembering people's names, and it gets embarrassing sometimes. So that little bit of 10-minute-a-day mindfulness or meditation really helps me remember a lot of things. Um, This is your brain on the one side where you see all this yellow and red before a 10-minute meditation, and this is your brain after just 10 minutes of meditation. All of that blue is a calm mind. So you can see just taking 10 minutes to focus on something can really relax your mind. Wow. So mindfulness is used to distinguish awareness from mental activity and to be aware of our mental state without getting caught up in them. Like I just said before, that stoplight, you know, we're assigning blame, we're assigning anger, judgment, frustration. But if you can stay focused in the present moment, then that becomes, oh, wow, I forgot about the light. And you'll just go on about your day. So we observe sensations without judgment. And what happens is when something happens, someone maybe says something to us that isn't very kind or, you know, passes a remark that might be a little harsh, we can observe that sensation that we have without having judgment on the other person. And so what that does is give us power. And there's power in immediate connection. If someone says something to us that we don't like or we're in a situation that's uncomfortable, we start assigning a story to it. And we start thinking, oh my God, what do they mean by that? You know, did she just spill some tea or is she just, you know, getting nasty with me or is she jealous or, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And if we just stay in the moment, we expend so much less energy. Do you know how much energy we spend thinking about why people do the things they do? I know. Yeah. Driving ourselves crazy. (laughs) We do. And so there's power in an immediate connection. 
So for instance, what if you really didn't assign a story to someone and you really just asked in a very nice way, hey, what'd you mean by that, right? That's an instant connection and you might have a conversation that really connects you. There is power in instant connection and immediate connection. And when we're fully focused on a task, it could be anything. It could be maybe we're on a sales call or, or talking to a new client and we're thinking about our sick child at home. Mm-hmm. We're not fully focused on that client and it will show, they will pick up that energy. And we all know that in business, we do business with the people we really connect with. Right. So that connection is so important. Um, I remember the first time I talked to you on the phone, Tony, I felt such a strong connection to you. And that's what made me want to be on the, the, the Facebook and do your podcast and all that. So it's really important to have those connections. But unfortunately, being present is not only very profitable, but unfortunately, we don't do that. You know, being present is profitable for us, not just in dollars. I always think um, there's a lot of different forms of currency. Time is a currency. Right. right? Um, excitement, when you get that beautiful feeling of your spirit being awakened, that, that has a value. So being present really amplifies all of that. 47%, that's almost half our day of our waking hours, the mind's wandered away from the task at hand. Hmm. So if, if you think about how those connections are really what's profitable for us, and when we look in someone's eyes and we really are sincere and we have a product or something we're telling them about and we're really focused on it, if 47% of our day we're thinking about something else, that we're only really functioning at half our capacity in our business life. Wow. Yeah. So we're in a business and we're in all kinds of businesses. I'm sure ladies out there have all kinds of things that they're doing. Um, And most of our businesses require spontaneous connections for success, Mm -hmm. but we're often very distracted. That's usually my day, (laughs) right? You're trying to drink the coffee to a text, sign something, right? You're in the car, you're doing everything but driving. Yep. So that lack of focus is costing us in our relationships. Um, How many times we come home and we have so many things to do, or maybe we're on the phone trying to get all our calls done, and a a parent or our children or somebody comes over and they want our attention, Mm -hmm. and we really don't give it. We can't be fully present in that moment and enjoy the joy of that relationship because we're in 50 million different other places. Mm -hmm. It's costing us our health. Now, I'm a breast cancer survivor, and I will be the first one to admit I was a bad girl. I waited two years to get a mammogram, so I'm very lucky I'm sitting here. And so how many times we put off our stuff because we're just busy, right? So it could be costing you your health. How many times we should really be eating something that's really good for us, but we have to stop off for the barbecued chicken or the pizza Mm -hmm. because we have no time. We tell ourselves we have no time. Right. And financial security, everything from we're multitasking and we don't balance the checkbook to, oh, I'm just going to do this because it's easy and maybe it costs me a little more. And that costs us profits. So if we can really get our energy level together to focus on things, it's going to really give us much more assets and profit in every aspect of our life. Multitasking and productivity. You're going to love these statistics. Multitasking lowers your IQ. Now, I did some research, and one of the things that I found that they did a study, I think it was in Forbes magazine, and not only does multitasking lower our IQ, it lowers our IQ by 10 points. Wow. Now, smoke, smoking a normal marijuana joint lowers your IQ by five points. Oh, wow. <laughs> so all that multitasking, we think we're super women and getting it all done. Let me tell you, we're high. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's so, true. so right. when somebody says to you, are you high? Tell them, no, I'm just multitasking. You're so right. it's pretty funny, but that's what they, that's what the study showed. Um, it also shrinks our brain. There actually was a study that, um, a certain part of the cortex is in your brain that actually um, govern decision-making and things like that become shrink, shrink when we try to do many, too many things at once because it steals our attention from the important things. Um, we're very much less productive. One uh, research study that I was reading actually likened it to if you were a kid and you were studying for an exam, but you were doing it while you were watching a baseball game on TV, how well would you do on the exam? Well, that's what we do all day. We don't fully focus on anything. So we're dividing our time between, you know, reading the document and thinking about a call we have to make or talking on the phone while we're reading something or so we're doing everything at half capacity. And it really adds a lot of stress to our life mm -hmm. because then we're always feeling like we're behind. We're not good enough. We didn't do it to our full capacity. Right. And it adds to that whole uh, thing. Um, and it diminishes our creativity because we're not fully focused. Mm -hmm. When we go into a space of creativity and wanting to do a new product or a new idea for our business and we shut everything off and we go into that, even if it's just an hour, we come out away from that with some really fabulous ideas and energy. Mm -hmm. But when we try and do that, well, we have a million other tasks that we're trying to do. It doesn't, it doesn't come off very well. Right. Um, and one study actually showed um, that, what it also does as far as health is that we, it, has, it gives us more stress and more heart problems because we're always in a state of high alert. Like if we're always constantly texting and constantly checking social media while we're doing other things, it puts us in a, in a state, our bodies in a state of high alert and high stress, and we have to actually reprogram them to get into a calm and peaceful state. And if you think about it, that's true because sometimes if I have a really busy day and people keep texting me, it almost makes me feel um, like I keep getting shocked, you know, like, oh, 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 you know. Yeah. So that was interesting, I thought. Wow, so those repetitive thoughts are, are our ruination, right? Now, what are repetitive thoughts? Repetitive thoughts are things that we constantly tell ourselves when we're really not focused. And it could be anything from I'm tired to I can't afford it to they won't like me to whatever. And we tell ourselves this loop. We all have this loop. So that's also part of not being mindful. Um, if we can stop and focus, we're going to really realize those thoughts are thoughts we probably shouldn't be having, right? They diminish our power. Because a negative mind will never give you a positive life. <laughs> and, and that's the voice in your head will tell you you're tired, you can't, you shouldn't, oh, it's too much, oh, I don't have time, I don't have the money. That's all BS because we are all really powerful super ladies. But if we actually focused on one task at a time, we would be even more powerful. Wow. So get out of your head, ladies. Um, when we get that way and we're trying to do too many things at once and we've got the laptop open and the phone on and we're trying to cook dinner and we're trying to read something and this and that, take a walk. You have to ground and get out of your physical head. So tonight I'm going to hopefully tell everybody a few tips on how to really change the way that you're thinking and the way you're you're actually functioning. Um, if we can go out in nature, take a walk somewhere, even focus on the tree outside your window, you're gonna immediately get out of your head and come down and ground into your body. Call a friend. Sometimes a conversation with somebody, if you really focus on that conversation. Um, I remember when my mom was very sick before she passed, I used to really go, I used to go and visit her and actually give her a manicure because in holding her hand, 
and focusing on that, it would bring me down to a calm level. That's kind of mindfulness. That's almost a med- becomes a meditation because you're focusing on one thing. Preparing a meal, sometimes that really works if you love to cook and you really get into it because it's going to fill your senses with smell and sight and it's going to bring you into the presence. You're no longer now in your head and, and repeating and repeating a cycle. Watch a funny movie. Laughter brings us into the present very quickly. So that joy, sometimes we get into such a grind, that daily grind, we forget to be joyful. And joy brings us back into our true power and focus. And check in before you take an action. Do I really need to do this? Do I really need to do it now? What am I doing? Um, I oftentimes do that during the day and I find myself more and more leaving my phone in another room on the counter even if it's just for 15 minutes, do I really need to text now? Do I really need to make this call now? Or is it more important for me to recharge for a few minutes so that when I do pick up the phone and text that person and have that conversation, it's really more meaningful to me. And that's really retraining your brain, you know, to do that. So how do we stop the cycle? Well, some of it is gonna be um, a little bit harder and some of it's gonna be instantaneous. So the first thing is clear your desk. And I know that sounds kind of also cliche, but if you hate your work area, it really affects your performance in everything you do. Mm -hmm. So, and and I know a lot of us that office space, especially the home office becomes like the black hole, you know, everything (laughs) just keeps going on the desk and going on the desk, right? And then we make, then we go in and we make piles and we tell ourselves we're organized because we have piles. Right. Yeah. So I, um, I actually have a habit of, I do sometimes make piles, um, you know, the daily mail and all that stuff piles up everything I want to read, but don't have time to read. So my routine is every week, either on Friday at some point in the evening or afternoon or on Saturday morning, I go through whatever was piled on my desk that day and clear it. And since I've been doing that, it has given me so much more productivity because I don't not want to go in my office. You know how you stand in the doorway and you're like, oh, I, I can't even go in there. You're not going to get anything done. So now I like being in my office. And I also really like that time when I can, you know, get things smoothed over and cleared away because making lists and checking things off makes you feel so productive. Yeah. And that's something that I get to check off the list. Mm-hmm. Um, eliminate distractions. Um, what I do now, and this has helped me so much, is I actually block out time when I check social media and I check Facebook and Instagram and all those. There's so much media out there that sometimes I can't even remember where, when or the media that people contacted me in. Was it a voicemail? Was it a PM? Was it a text? You know, was it an email? So I actually have certain times of day where I say, okay, I will go on Facebook. Usually I'll check it at three o'clock in the afternoon for a few minutes. I don't fall in the black hole. And then, you know, at night before I go to bed, sometimes I'll check so that it's not open all day and it's not pinging me and I'm not like constantly bouncing around like a tennis ball. Right. There are also some apps out there that you can actually block your media for certain hours of the day. And then that way you're not tempted all the time to keep looking. Um, Let's face it that I think a lot of social media, although I love it for business, it's wonderful, like getting this kind of thing out and and what you've done with social media is just phenomenal, Tony. (laughs) Thank you. But I I also think it can be addictive to some people and it becomes counterproductive. So really like eliminate those distractions. List your priorities. Um, I'm a very organized person, but one of my faults is I'm very in my head. I'm an air sign, I'm a Libra, I do astrology. 
And um, so I'm always like here, up here. And usually the first couple of hours that I'm awake during the day, I have so much stuff in my head. You would think I was going to live like five lives in one day. <laughs> Everything that I want to do that day. So now I do work from lists, so old-fashioned lists, and I prioritize them. I kind of star the five things I know I want to get done for that day. And that's really helped me because otherwise I'm a little bit all over the place because I like to accomplish a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing I do is I schedule time for distractions. And this really helps me be more mindful because sometimes I can be a worrier and I like to schedule my worry now. And so what I do <laughs> is I'll have a certain time of day, usually my lunchtime or something for half of my lunchtime or 15 minutes of my lunchtime. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to worry like from one to one fifteen, and then I'm not going to worry about it anymore. And it sounds, it sounds really funny, but it actually works because I, I, I like will say to myself, it'll be like three o'clock and I'll start to think about something I'm like, no, you thought about that at one o'clock today. So it works, you know, and it keeps me mindful for the rest of the day. And the next one is a really big one because we just have such a hard time doing this as, as ladies, but learn to say no. And that is really important when you think about, you don't want to be so tired that you come in home at night and you're not enjoying your children or your partner. Um, and there were things during the day that you could have said no to that you didn't, but now at the end of the day, we really don't have the energy for those things in our life that we love and value. Mm -hmm. So I learned to say no. And I also learned that you don't have to say anything after that because <laughs> we always keep talking, right? We're always like, no, but no, cause I really, oh no, because just say no. That's right. right. Yeah. Really hard to learn, but we get it. And then be aware of your habits. Like I just said, I, um, you know, I'm in my head a lot. I like to try to accomplish everything and I can't do everything and I don't want to multitask. So I became aware of a way to really make that work for me. And like I said, I star five things every day that I want to accomplish. So be aware of your habits and really see where you're losing your power mm -hmm. because wherever you're not mindful, that is where you're losing power because we think we can drink a cup of coffee and drive the kids to school and, and talk on the phone and do all those things at the same time, but we're not doing any of it well. Right. And what is really our goal to just get through the day and check things off our list or really be satisfied with our lives. And so that's where mindfulness really comes in. So that's a few things you can do to stop the cycle. And then I'm going to get a little deeper into things and give you guys some, some tips. Wow, Georgia is giving us some valuable tips and some great information. I hope you're taking it all in. I wanted to take a break in the broadcast to talk to you about the upcoming Small Business Bootcamp for Women. The Small Business Bootcamp for Women is taking place on November 16th of this year. It is the podcasting edition. Therefore, all attendees will learn how to podcast this year at the Small Business Bootcamp for Women. You're going to want to secure your seat because I'm sure it'll sell out. Therefore, visit www.smallbusinessbootcampforwomen.com to find out more information and to secure your seat for this upcoming event. Now, back to the show. So is it really possible to change the brain to be more focused? Well, I say yes, because I definitely have. Um, I am a total type A personality. I used to be an extreme workaholic for about 25 years of my life. I probably was late for every wedding, christening, um, birthday party, you name it. I probably was like only half there because I worked all the time. Wow. 
And um, I had certain things happen to me personally in my life um, that were very traumatic and actually were, I'm glad they happened because they made me change my whole life and lifestyle. And so I really do believe it is possible to change the brain to become more focused. And I think it's not as hard as we like to make it. So here we go. So choose to react or pause and respond. Mm. Really think about that. Choose to react or pause and respond. We have a lot of relationships in our life. We have a relationship with ourselves. We have a relationship with our partners. We have relationships with our kids and our parents. But there's one relationship that's the most important relationship we will ever have in our life. And that is the relationship we have with our own breath. Mm. And we don't think about that a lot, but our breath is the first thing that we do when we come into this world. And it's the last thing we do when we come out of this world. So it's the most important relationship we can possibly have. And if we don't have a really good relationship with our breath, and if we can't just stay in quiet and in stillness for five minutes and listen to our breath, then it's probably affecting all of the other relationships in our life. Wow. So that's what I'm going to say to everyone tonight. If even tomorrow you could start, you know, while you're racing around making breakfast and doing all those things, just pause, even if it's for 30 seconds, and just listen to your breath and feel your breath. Um, when I was really in great trauma in my life, my breath saved my life because I started to take yoga and I learned really how to have a relationship with my breath. And during some really tragic and traumatic things that were happening around me, I was able to really find peace and joy in my life. And so I really think everything begins and ends with the breath. And so if you can focus on your breath a little bit, um, what happens is you find there's a space. It's almost infinitesimal but there's a little space between you breathing in and breathing out. There's a space, there's a little pause there. And we don't realize it because we think we just breathe in and we breathe out, but we don't, we breathe in and we breathe out. So if you could focus on that space between breath, that's where a lot of your power and your serenity lies because in that pause and in that that space is a a time where you can choose your response to everything that happens in your life. And so if you get used to that little pause and you focus on the breath, it's going to change your life. So between that stimulus, right, of the response, and there's that space. And in that space lies our power. That's where our freedom is to choose our response and create our experience. So somebody maybe is coming at you or that guy toots his horn behind you. And now you retrained yourself because you focused on your breath over a certain amount of time. You've learned to find that pause. And so now when that happens, it just becomes a horn. It's not got a story assigned to it. You're not having a reaction. You don't have a physical reaction to it. How many times we have a physical reaction before we even realize we're going to have a reaction, right? We've all had those moments when you know, we say something we really didn't mean and it was out of our mouth before we even could say it. Well, when we're trained to understand there's a pause before we do that, that's the difference between acting in a responsive way, a reactive way, or a way that is consciously thought. So we run around all day multitasking. We're not mindful. We're just reacting to stimulus through our instinct. It's an instinctive reaction. Someone pokes us, we poke back. Someone hugs us, we hug them back but we're not really thinking about it. So through our breath, if we can train ourselves to be mindful, 
Now when someone hugs us, we take a moment, we really feel it. You know, when someone wounds us, we think about, why am I really feeling like this? Well, maybe this person has a wound that they're just acting out on me. Yeah. Wow. So it becomes your whole life will become different just by the breath and the response. So my advice to everyone is breathe. Yeah. Just breathe. And every day, if you can, in some small way, even if it's just the walk from you know, the, the train station to the house or the car to the, to the office, use that time to breathe. There's actually um, a monastery up in Nova Scotia, and they um, use the ringing of the telephone to bring them back to their breath. So when the telephone rings for them, it's not an annoyance. It's a reason to focus on breath for a few minutes before they answer. So there's all kinds of things that you can do to bring yourself back to that pause. But it's a matter of reprogramming the mind throughout the day. And so you stop, you pause, you take a breath, you open, you soften, just observe things around you. One of the things I love to do, and I don't get to do it every day, but there's a park by my office. And I love to go there and just watch the trees. And I know it sounds really corny, but that brings me back to a lot of things. And, and I, excuse me, I ask myself the question, what am I valuing today? What do I really value in my life? You know, and it, it's changed a lot of the reactions that I have. And then after you open and soften, you observe a little bit, then you proceed without judgment. Because all of the things that are happening around you are not happening to you. They're happening for you. Mm -hmm. Life happens for us, not to us, to That's teach right. us to evolve us, to bring us to a better place. But we're so busy running around texting and answering the phone and trying to read the computer screen and, and drive the car while doing five other things and, and talking to our children while we're cooking and cleaning and, and doing all kinds of stuff. We don't know that. We think life is just happening to us and it's not. So we have to reprogram the mind. So how will you take what you learned today forward into your life? And that is my presentation. I'm open to questions if anybody wants to talk a little more or whatever. Well, I have to say, wow, wow, wow. This has been truly amazing. One of the things that I know for sure is that everything that you said, it, it's in total alignment with everything that's happening and going on with me right now. And I'm going to give you some examples. So I don't believe that anything happens by coincidence or mistakes. I believe people <laughs> come into your life for a reason. And right. I mean, it's just everything you said. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, me and my girlfriend did the Deepak and Oprah 21 day challenge. And it was all yep. gratitude. Yeah, And one of the things that we were doing is just taking the time out to listen to it and taking the time out to meditate. And I have to tell you something, it's really hard. <laughs> it's it is hard. hard. It's, it's not, hard to reprogram ourselves. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. really hard. And we, but we did it. And, you know, I think we kind of, both of us kind of fell off at the end though, but we, we did get off to a great start. And one of the things that I did do was I said, you know what, I really kind of like this. So I'm going to purchase one of them. And, you know, they have a multitude of them. Um, some of them uh -huh. are about manifesting different right. things. And I got the yeah. one that's about manifesting success. And I've been working on it and it's just been amazing. And a lot of the things that you're talking about so resonate 
with me. One yeah. of the things that I did today actually was I went to the doctor and I said, you know, oh, I ran out of my medication. So I was on blood pressure medication and I, yeah. I ran out of it about a month ago and I kept saying, oh, I got to go to the doctor, got to go to the doctor. And I finally made it to the doctor this morning. And the doctor took my blood pressure and he said, you know, oh, wow. He said, you know, looks like you lost another seven pounds. That's excellent. Wow, and excellent. He said, he said um, and your blood pressure is great. And, <laughs> and he said, you know, okay, well, what, what are you doing? And I told him, you know, I've been working out. I've been following keto and it's been going really well. And that's one of the things that I did, exactly what you were saying. I Last year, about September, I made a shift. I made a decision to make a shift in my life because I was letting all of the things that was happening around me impact. Right. And I said, you know what? I, there are some certain things that I can't change, but I can change me and I can change how I'm responding to all of these. Right things. on. You know what? Yep. So I'm going to work on myself. And that's exactly what I started doing. And then I started following keto and then exercising and I lost a total of 20 pounds and I feel better and everybody notices it my attitude is different and i just started working on me and it right. totally changed everything and i mean i went to the doctor today and you know he said you know what you haven't been taking your medication um no don't take it anymore you don't there need you, it. you don't need it yeah. yeah, he's like, your blood pressure is fine. He took it on both sides, and my blood pressure is the lowest that it's been in so long. You have to keep meditating. Be mindful. Yes. You know, you know what I, I think, Tony, is when you say, you know, what you did, you really made choices. And mm -hmm. I think that the overall choice that you made when you decided that you felt that shift was you decided to really love yourself in a different way. And I think that's what we need to do, all of us, men, women, everyone, is really step into the responsibility for loving ourselves enough to change our life. And you've done that. And then bravo to you because it is hard. It's, it's hard to reprogram all the things that we learn from, you know, the time we're born really. And we watch our role models and we think that being successful means that you have to overachieve and overdo and overthink and overbe. And it isn't. It, 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 and they did a, um, a lot of the research that I've done for this type of mindfulness was CEOs of companies and mm -hmm. almost every successful CEO of a company practices some form of mindfulness or meditation every day mm -hmm. and really huge companies like Google and Apple and, and, um, and, the, and the like actually have meditation times during the workday. They have uh, set up meditation as part of their, um, you know, work life. They even have uh, classes, they have meditation rooms, um, they've introduced things like yoga because they've found that when people are more focused that the productivity and the creativity just increases tenfold. That is amazing. And, you know, another part of the journey was relaunching the membership for the Network for Women in Business. And one of the things that I did was I created a signature program that's a part of it. And the program is called Focus, Finish, Promote, and Profit. And it's wow. all about, you know, it's 
everything that you talked about when I was sitting here listening to you go through, you know, your presentation, I was saying to myself, oh my God, it's almost like she was in my head when we were putting together the class, you know, putting together yeah. the program. So everything yeah. you said, but the statistics that you backed it up with is just amazing and yeah. mind blowing. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I'm just so over the top with this connection right now. And Thank you. Me too. You were, yeah. And while you were talking, it's so funny because as you were going through the presentation and when you got to the part about just breathing and pausing, and I felt myself feeling so zen. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I said to myself, I'm like, wow, I'm just so present. I'm so right. into everything that she's saying right now. Well, you know, that that's where actually where my journey led me was when I started to do yoga and, and the mindfulness and the meditation really started to change my life. That was, um, gosh, now it's almost eight years, eight, nine years ago. And um, I have become a healer. I practice Reiki, uh, very, very spiritual in my life. And so the energy is contagious. You know, whatever our energy is, whether we come into a room angry or joyful, people feel it even if they're not consciously aware of it. So I actually had set an intention tonight uh, before I, I started the presentation that, you know, if people would feel that kind of a Zen, would feel that kind of a relaxation. And so when in the beginning I was talking a little bit fast, I'm a fast talker anyway, and I was a little nervous. And then when I got to that slide, I reminded myself to breathe. So you probably felt the energy because, you know, we put that out, that vibration out in the universe, whatever we're vibrating, everyone picks that up. So I think that's an important thing to remember in business is um, if you're nervous, your client will know it right away because they're going to get nervous. Right. Um, if you're insecure, you don't believe in what you're selling, what your product is, what your idea is, it's not going to be successful. You really have to come from a sincere place of connection. Amazing. Amazing. And I can see how all of this can really and truly help you in business. Because one of the things you said was that sometimes when people are doing things, they're doing it, at, you know, they're operating halfway, just automatic programming and it doesn't have anything to do with us and we right. think that everything that they're doing has everything to do with us and just by pausing and asking that question just like you said well what do you mean by that right and it opens the door to yeah. a deeper connection just like you right. said and not assigning a story like in in my um my earthbound life I, um, I negotiate a lot. And so, you know, people will negotiate and they assign stories to everything like, oh, they don't want to, you know, come up to that number because of this and this and this and this. And I think if you just stay within the deal and you stay within the negotiation and you're observing, it's completely different and you get the edge because mm -hmm. it's when we assign a story to it, that probably doesn't exist. Right. Make a wrong move because we're not fully observing what's actually going on. We're telling a story. Right. You know? Right. So the mindfulness, if you really focus on the other and the other people around you in business can really give you an edge because you're going to be able to observe that room and know exactly what that person needs in order to work with you. 
Yeah, this and the, you know, everything you said is just really important. I think it's so important for people to really begin to um, work on themselves and work on retraining yeah. their brain. And, you know, being mindful and being present has everything to do with it. And, you know, not to fall back on the same story that we tell ourselves, because I like that slide where you talk, you showed that, that cycle. Yeah, the voices um, in our head. Right, yeah. that, that programming where we keep going back to the same story our story will never change until we stop going back to that same demonstrate that right you know because we we, whatever we're telling ourselves in our head Mm -hmm. we don't realize that's what we demonstrate in our life Mm -hmm. and so when we change the voices in our head to be you are powerful you do have joy you are loved i do love then that becomes demonstrated in our life and i think that you know not to get too deep but i think that's just when you say, you know, everyone really should be working on themselves and their own things, that's just raising our consciousness. Mm-hmm. And I think when we do that, we raise our awareness and our consciousness of, of who, what we really want our life to be. That Through that awareness, we create our life. Yes. So, so then we evolve to be and, and have a life that we really love. And believe it or not, it all starts with something as simple as spending time with your breath every day, you know? Yeah. You know, that's, it's funny because it's funny that you say that because I mean, when, when you made the comment of, you know, we breathe in, we pause, we breathe out, we breathe in, we pause, we breathe out. And it's, and, and how you talk about, you know, your breath and what you associated that with and that, you know, like that's your life, that's your energy, that's your essence. And it's almost like that's, that's the inner us that we can't really see. But if we take the time to pay attention, we realize it's there. And then when we take the time to sit with our breath, we, we come to a deeper understanding of self. Right. And And that awareness is what really leads you in your life. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, that's so good. That's so good. I really appreciate that. Now, I don't know if anyone has any questions. Um, I know Christian was here. I'm looking on the Facebook Live. I don't see any questions here. So I'm just going to ask you this. Okay. Are there any parting words that you want to leave us with or any big, you know, one big takeaway that you would like to leave us with? If I could leave everybody, I know you'll probably have a lot of playbacks on this. And what I'm going to say is, if you can just try it, like try for five minutes, like every day, even three minutes every day to just spend time with yourself in stillness, not doing anything, eliminate the distractions and just focus on you and your breath. Do that. Like Tony said, she took a 21 day challenge. Just do even something as simple as that. And, and that can be even a walk in the park. It can be just sitting on your back deck and getting up 10 minutes earlier um, to have that time for yourself. It could be taking a longer shower, you know, mm-hmm. um, but try every day to actually spend time in stillness with yourself. And even at the end of a week, really check in and you'll see it's going to make a difference in your life because I truly want everyone to have that vibration of joy and fulfillment. And we all have challenges. We all have days when we're just grinding it out and we, We don't know how we're really getting through. And I think that if we can raise our awareness that there's more to life than that, that can be very comforting to us and really bring us the peace we're looking for. Amazing. 
Amazing you are, Georgia Prescott. So why don't you tell everyone how they can find you, how they can get in contact with you. Um, You can find me on Georgia Rose on Facebook or Zencuda by Georgia Rose on Facebook, Zencuda Official on Instagram, and Zencuda on YouTube. Really, my YouTube channel is brand new. So if you could subscribe to that, I would love you because I'm trying to get my first 100 subscribers. And uh, my website uh, for Zencuda is not up yet, but it probably will be in about three weeks. We're just doing some online classes in there. And so that's where you can find me. And um, basically, if I had to say what Zencuda is, Zencuda is what we talked about tonight. It's raising your consciousness and being fully aware that you can live the best life and create a life you love through your soul and through the five senses and beyond. Well, I, you know, I also know this, that you have an interesting story behind the name. So why don't you tell everybody about the story behind the name? Okay. Well, as I said, I had a lot of things happen to me in my life and became very Zen. So I always say I'm a reformed workaholic. Um, So I had my own business for a while. I actually uh, specialized in real estate and I was a real estate brokerage firm. And one day, um, a gentleman came into my office and I had this, you know, outer office where my receptionist was and, and my assistant and that very few people could walk directly into my office. But this gentleman just walked right past the front desk and past my assistant and right up to my desk. And he said, are you Georgia Westcott? And I said, yes. And he said, I heard you're a real barracuda. I want you to work for me. And I was a little offended that he called me a barracuda because, you know, we grow up and want to be nice girls, right? Mm-hmm. Our generation. And I couldn't imagine that somebody actually thought that of me, but I thought it was kind of weird. But he turned out to be a builder and it was a very lucrative connection in my life. And the whole time I worked with this gentleman, I was self-conscious because I was trying to prove I wasn't such a barracuda, right? And so I would kind of find myself censoring myself. And Flash forward years later, I had a lot of life changes and became very Zen and and spiritual. And I was back in the corporate world. Um, I work for another company now. And I sometimes have to draw on that Barracuda-like person, you know. And so I was always very ambitious in business, but now I'm very Zen. So I realized that I'm kind of a Zen Kuda, (laughs) (laughs) where I am really ambitious about my Zen now. And um, I think that means being ambitious enough to raise your consciousness, be aware. And a lot of my assertion and ambition now is, um, you know, being committed to meditation and to yoga and to my spiritual life. So a lot of that energy that made me really successful in business is now making me really happy in my life. And so that's what Zenkuda is. It's, it's living fully merged every aspect of yourself and not apologizing for it and really embracing who you are. So I'm a Zenkuda and that's who I am. <laughs> and awesome. I hope there's lots of, of Zenkudas out there and it'll help me uh, live that Zenkuda life that I learned from all of you. And I want to thank you, Tony, because you um, pushed me to learn Zoom and how to do all this tonight. And that's huge for me. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good computer wise, but... I really was putting this off and this is going to help me do some online stuff too. So I am ever grateful for you for that. And, awesome. um, that's really how we all learn and support each other. And that's what life's about, right? Yep. And just jump right out there and do it. And you know, and look, you yeah. did it and it, it's, it, it has been well. Yeah. That's been my motto. My whole life actually has been, um, and I say it all the time. 
I don't really know how to do everything. I just do it. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow it works out. If it doesn't, it's okay too, you know? Right. That's right. And that is amazing. So I'm going to say thank you so much, Georgia Westcott. You, you have been absolutely amazing. This thank you. I look forward to meeting you in person too. Yes, for sure. We definitely have to make that happen. Wow, wasn't she amazing? And there you have it, Miss Georgia Rose Westcott. If you want to hear more information like the interview you just heard, you want to make sure to become a member of the Network for Women in Business. The Network for Women in Business will allow you to have full access to our small business university, where it is filled with courses, masterclasses, and workshops just like this one that will help you to grow your business. So visit us online at www.thenetworkforwomeninbusiness.com. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care.